Once there was a time when all the elements of earth, sea, and sky lived on the land together in many, many villages. Many years ago, back in the old country, there lived a holy, sweet couple who loved each other so very much. A long time ago, in a village, somewhere in Tamil Nadu, there lived a monkey. There was once a man, tall and handsome, who met a, a woman, beautiful and elegant, and they fell in love with each other. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and will bring you back safely. There was the sound, the sound that was keeping me up. I was just on the edge of sleep, about to tip over into dreams and become oblivious to everything that happens in the night. But that sound... A soft thump, and then my blankets moving. I reached out for the cat, who must have gotten in the room, and then my mind snapped into focus fast enough to give me mental whiplash. I don't have a cat. My eyes were open as I flung myself out of bed and at the same moment flipped the covers up and out while yelling a very scary, Aah! There was a responding squeak and shuffle, then two voices. Is this supposed to happen? Of course not. Did you read the meter right? Was she fully asleep? It looked like she was. I had my glasses on, handed the light, flipped it on. The glare made me squint, and then I was looking around the room, and there was no one to be seen. Those two voices were not what I wanted to hear in my room, but you will want to hear the first story for this episode by Kate Dudding. She is based out of New York and tells stories from around the world. This is her story, What Melody is the Sweetest? I first heard this story told by Janine Laverty at Cafe Lena. Once there was a king of Persia who liked to ask riddles. He particularly liked to ask his four advisors riddles. Sometimes the king knew the answer. Other times he didn't. The king asked those riddles to hear what his advisors would say. One day, just before the beginning of Ramadan, the ninth month of the Muslim calendar, the king of Persia asked his four advisors, what melody is the sweetest? His first advisor immediately said, Oh, your majesty, that is such a simple riddle. The sweetest melody is the melody of a flute. The second advisor disagreed. Yes, the melody of a flute is sweet, but the sweetest melody is the melody of a harp. The third advisor shook his head and declared, the flute and the harp do make sweet melodies. However, I have heard a violin, and that is by far the sweetest melody. The king looked at his fourth advisor, who merely smiled. The king nodded at him and said, It looks as if my fourth advisor is not yet ready to give his answer. I will wait until he is ready. Days passed. The month of Ramadan started. The king of Persia stopped asking riddles and spent more time in prayer, as is the custom during Ramadan. You see, during the month of Ramadan, all Muslim adults refrain from eating and drinking between daybreak and sunset. 
This fasting during Ramadan is the fourth of the five pillars of Islam. The fasting serves many purposes. First, the time and energy normally spent preparing food and eating can be spent contemplating and praying. Second, the fasting reminds people of the poor and how it feels to be hungry. Charity is the third of the five pillars of Islam. Third, fasting helps teach people self-control. If they can avoid things which are good for them, think of how much easier it will be to avoid things which are bad for them. After sunset each day, the fast is broken by a meal called the iftar. Often people invite friends over for the iftar. So it was not unusual when the fourth advisor invited the king and the other three advisors over for the iftar one evening. When the king and the three other advisors arrived, they were quite surprised. The fourth advisor ushered them into the dining room, but there were no platters of food on the table, just empty plates and silverware. Nor could they smell any food aromas from the kitchen. They looked at each other questioningly. Just then, a man came in playing the flute. It was a sweet melody. He was followed by a man playing the harp, and then by another playing the violin. Finally, all three musicians played together beautiful, intricate music, which was also somewhat loud. That was just as well, because all of their stomachs were growling. Finally, one of the lesser kitchen servants came in, carrying a simple pot and a ladle. As the ladle, brimming with stew, hit the first plate, the king smiled broadly and said, Yes, yes, my fourth advisor, you are right. The sweetest melody is the melody of silverware hitting a plate when you are hungry. As the proverb says, the most delicious meal is the meal that you eat when you are hungry. Tired of tangled tresses and sobs about snags? Rapunzel Hair Care has a product for every type of hair in the fairy tale book. Looking to grow hair strong enough to climb? Try the Extra Strength Hair Tonic. Trying to grow a luscious beard? Try the Bluebeard Oil. Covered in fur and wanting to look good for Mrs. Fox? Try the Full Fur Bubble Bath. Rapunzel Hair Care, for the let-down-your-hair kind of care. I had heard two voices, and I didn't see who had made the noise. Who's there? I have many heavy books that will hurt you if you don't get out. The silence stretched out for a few moments, and then, do we respond? Of course not. Do you even read the manual? I had had enough, so I said what I should have said ten seconds earlier. I am calling the police. Don't do that. We didn't mean to startle you. The comforter that was laying on the floor where I had flipped it began to move and out from under crawled two small people, dressed in dark gear, carrying sacks and gadgets like little burglars. They took off their hoods, and while they were human-like, one of them looked significantly more tired and irritable, while the other one looked young and embarrassed as he fiddled with a gadget. Who are you? We are from Sandman, Inc. We were here to retrieve and drop off dreams, but the newbie here didn't read the meter correctly and you weren't fully asleep. What? 
No need to be startled. We'll be out of your head in a moment. The younger one turned the gadget around and his face lit up. I had it upside down. You most certainly did. Now what do we do when this happens, newbie? The younger one reached into his pocket and pulling out a handful of something, blew it into the air. I had waited long enough for answers. I took a step forward to be stern and imposing, but in that moment breathed in the dust and felt very sleepy. I began to wobble and tried to say, Hey, that's rude. The next moment, my morning alarm on my phone was ringing. I rolled over in bed, turning it off. I started trying to remember my dreams as I began to wake up, but something strange had happened. I remembered it in a flash, sat bolt upright, looked around the room. There were no little men. My comforter was covering me. My glasses were on the nightstand. Was it a dream? That would be a weird dream. As I turned to put on my glasses, I found a little scrap of paper next to them. In tiny letters were the words, Sorry, Sweet Dreams. The second story for this podcast is an excellent one to listen to before bed, and Richard Martin has over 300 stories in his pocket. He spent his childhood in England, but now resides in Germany. This is him telling Candle in the Barn. Once upon a time, there was a man who was a farmer, a rich farmer, and he had three children. He had two sons and a daughter. But, like many a man, rich or poor, he began to think, hmm, my three children, which one of them, which one of them deserves to have all that I leave when I am dead and gone? He looked around at his farm and he had an idea. He called his children to him one day and he took them into the barn, the great wooden building on the farm where the produce would be collected and stored. And in that farm, he said to them, I shall give you a task, a task to see who of you is fit to take over this farm when I am dead and gone. I shall give you one month. Go from here. And in that month, find what you can do to bring back as much as you can to fill this barn. The one who fills it the most, that is the one who shall have the farm when I am dead and gone. And so, he gave each child a golden coin and each child went out into the world. And they had said they will be back one month from that day. But a month is a long time in the life of a man, especially a man who is getting old. And it suddenly happened, he fell sick. He fell sick, sick to die. And then it was, when he longed for his children to be there, he looked and he saw they had gone. Each day went by, each day the house seemed emptier, and he knew he was the one who had sent them away. But alas, the end of the month came. That man, now so sick, hurried down to the barn, and he waited 
And he waited and he waited until he heard coming down the road. Around the bend he heard someone coming. It was his first son. His first son who had spent that month thinking, 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 what can I do to fill this barn so that I have the farm when father's dead and gone? What he had done? He'd used that money to buy something, buy something which he could get a lot of. Straw. Straw. Dry yellow straw. He came down that road around that bend with a wagon piled so high with straw. Dry yellow straw. Father! Father! Open wide the doors of the barn! And in he came, and he began to unload that straw, bale after bale after bale. And as the pile grew higher, his father closed his eyes and shook his head. But then the father heard another wagon coming around the road. Another wagon, it was the wagon of the second son. A second son who had thought, hmm, if I use my money to buy something which no one else wants, why then I can get more and more and I shall have that farm when father's dead and gone. And he had spent his month going around farm after farm after farm, buying, buying, buying everything which no one else wanted. Weeds. Rotten, stinking weeds. The weeds which all the farmers wanted to throw away. And so it was. He came back, leading down the road, not one but two wagons piled high. Father, open wide the doors of the barn. And as he came and the father watched his second son unloading more and more stinking, rotting weeds, that father closed his eyes and shook his head until he heard footsteps coming down the road footsteps it was his daughter who called father father close the doors of the barn and when she had come in in the darkness she lit a candle and the light of the candle filled the barn And in that candlelight, she lifted her head and she sang. The music filled the barn again. And her father looked at her. My daughter, you have filled this barn not once but twice. Not twice, but three times. For you have filled it with light, and light is 
knowledge. You have filled it with music, and music is beauty. But when beauty and knowledge meet, that brings wisdom. And you have filled not only this barn, but my heart with wisdom today. And he took her into his arms, and he gave her a kiss. And with that kiss, I end this tale. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show notes and more information about the storytellers you heard today can be found at storystorypodcast.com forward slash episode 34. Show the love. Find Kate Dudding and Richard Martin on Facebook and the internet. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. Kate has many award-winning CDs and Richard Martin has over 100 stories recorded and available to watch on Vimeo. If you enjoyed their work, go hear more. In Fairy Tales, the magic number is three, so I have three things for you to do. One, like and rate the show on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. Two, join the mailing list. You will get a link to the podcast delivered to your inbox, plus news and other storytelling-related goodness. Three, consider becoming a supporter. For as little as $4 a month, the cost of two cans of cranberry sauce, you help support the podcast and will get access to a story story short, which is just what it sounds like, an extra story just for the patrons. The short for this episode is The Sparrow's Tug of War by Don Cromwell. You can find out how to support the podcast and join the mailing list at storystorypodcast.com. And a thank you as big as the sky to an escaped balloon to those who are donating. If you would like to stay connected, you can find me and the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. Please come say hello. Check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors and let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. Next episode is all about the books. Two wonderful storytellers are releasing new collections of stories, and each will be sharing one of those stories just for the listeners of the podcast. I hope you'll join me again, and until then, live happily ever after. The wedding lasted for seven days. I know. I was there. I would cross 27 countries, wear out three pairs of boots, battle two giants and the grandmother of all witches, Baba Yaga, before I was reunited with my frog princess. But that's a story for another time. The last thing he said before he died was a curse on anyone who would dare to go sing Just because a story is strange, do not mistake, it can also be true.